Shots like Steph Curry go, I'm trying to be the GOAT, no rivals. That's no Billy Idol, more like Billy Eilish. So stylish, my name in the Bible. I'm a tower like Eiffel, rock white like bridles, headline like titles. I pop like a quiz, and that's finals. Hmm, yeah, exquisite aim. Uh, yeah, if you hate for no reason, that's a little lame. Uh, yeah, some attention, yeah, you need it, and it's all the same. Uh, yeah, this game you wanna play, I don't do those things. Uh, yeah, fuck with your stamps, so getting paid. episode of song mess my name is richard viegas and oh i'm excited that i get to do an episode in english today y'all um this is uh i'm uh, an, uh, an interview that i've been looking forward to for a long long time uh, but we're going to talk a little bit more in, about that in a second right now we're listening to a song called crossbow this is by aja uh, so we're going to play out the song and we'll be right back uh, with a very very special guest city uh i am joined by uh a, you know a legend someone that actually i go back with a long time i'm actually very excited to have them on the show uh, i have aja uh what's going on welcome to song mess hi thank you for having me uh i'm i'm alive <laughs> <laughs> child same <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I, I need to start off with massive congratulations because, uh, you know, since, since I've known you from like nightlife, I've actually been able to follow your music, uh, your musical output since the beginning. Um, and like to see the evolution, 
uh, is so inspiring, so affirming. Um, and your brand new album, Crown, is spectacular. Dear listeners, run out, purchase it, stream it, you know, do all that jazz. Um, you know, but I, today we're going to get to know you. We're going to talk a little bit about nightlife. Uh, we're going to talk about this record. We're going to talk about spirituality. Uh, but I want to start at zero, I, you know, for the listeners at home that may not know you, who are you and what is it that you do? Uh, my name is Asha. I have a sinus infection right now. So if I sound <laughs> crazy, it's it's all in the character. But um, I am... Uh, I'm a lot of things. I'm I'm a whole experience. I'm I'm a musician, uh, primarily a rapper. Uh, I'm a model. <clears throat> I'm a personality. Mm-hmm. I'm just someone who, who who likes to get in their bag. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um. But, uh, but, go ahead, please. I was gonna say, but primarily, I'm just an artist. I'm just someone who likes to create, and I'm someone who likes to, to, you know, express. Yeah. I mean, there's so many facets to your work. Uh, as I mentioned, again, like I've, I've been following you uh, for oof, probably like eight years or so. I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw you perform at Our Lady of Saliva once upon a time. Um, yeah, back when you had a last name uh, as part of your stage name. I'm not going to I'm not that's that's one for the for the fans to, to, to you know, search. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, your trajectory is fascinating because like I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you started in ballroom, then started doing drag, and then went into music, correct? Yes. And you know, it's funny, is I'm kind of back in ballroom because I just joined the House of Lavatia. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, congrats. That's amazing. Uh, I had a very good friend here uh, who was who was part of the uh, House of La Beja, the Mexico chapter. Um, and well, they're no longer with us, but they were pretty cool. Shout out Franca Polari, legend, never, never gone. Uh, no, I, I hate hearing that. But I honestly, I hope their transition is peaceful. That I, I hate this year, man. I hate it. Yeah, and it happened right as the pandemic. Like I, I don't think it was COVID, but it happened right at the beginning of the pandemic. But anyway, I, you know, let's talk about sunnier things. Tell us about the about your about this evolution. So, like, I wanna I wanna get to the nitty gritty. I wanna get to the root. Tell us about again these your start in ballroom, then drag, then music. So. Uh, originally, when I started in ballroom, I didn't really belong to a house. I was very much uh, 007 very kiki, uh, just showing up and doing whatever I could. You know, a lot of people think because of uh, my trajectory and my career that I, I did drag in ballroom or that I may have done like Vogue Femme, but actually, I'm a runway girl <clears throat> and my thing has always been runway. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I. I Kind of did that for a while. I was very, very severely young. I was probably like 13 and lying about my age. Sure. And, <laughs> you know, it was just anytime there was a party and there, everybody just decided to start having a kiki right at the party. It was just like, Rich, let's go. Bam, bam, let's go. And, you know, um, <clears throat> that I, I kind of like crept away from uh, the ballroom aspect of, of my life because actually it sounds terrible, but. Uh, I started to like, kind of like go through like this weird internal homophobia when I was a teenager where I was just like, oh no, I have to look and act a certain way. But mm-hmm. I think it was really just my fear of rejection. Um, and then uh, I, you know, I found, I found, well, I didn't really find drag. I, I, at one point in my life, I really wanted to become a woman. And then that's how mm-hmm. I found drag. And then 
you know, then I became famous for that. And then I was like, well, you know, behind the scenes throughout the whole thing, I had always been invested in music because I, I love music. I love instruments. I love creating music. I, everything that's music I love. So um, I decided to go back to that. I decided to go back to the music and um, here I am now. I'm, I'm basically creating my empire, I guess, as a musician and just doing what I can to uh, express myself. I think, I think when, you know, I think when I when I made this statement, like, oh, I want to be a musician, I think a lot of people didn't take it seriously. I think they thought that I was going to be, like, releasing a project and then it was going to be, that's it. Mm -hmm. But um, here I am with my second LP crown. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, it is truly a testament to who I am as a person, uh, spiritually, mentally, physically. Uh, I just really am excited to bear all of this to the world. Yeah, no, and I have to say I'm extremely proud of you because I, I remember, there, uh, you know, Facebook memories comes up every so often and like, you know, like it'll show you like a picture and da da da. And there was a, a night, there's a picture of us at Nowhere Bar. Uh, you, oh you God. Were, yeah, I, I was not gonna share that. I was like, we're not gonna be homophobic on this. Night. I was wearing purple that night. You were wearing purple, yes, 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 yes. I, I have wear weird memory things where I like remember little bits and pieces of things that I probably shouldn't. And we're with uh, we're with January Bones. It's it's such a th TBT. But I remember like talking like you know like this is before you got on the show, which is of course RuPaul's Drag Race, dear listeners. If if you if you didn't know, now you know. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's before you got on the show, and I was like, yeah, like you're gonna get on the show, and it's gonna be cool. And you're like, no, what I want to do is music. Um, and it's so cool to like, again, like I remember when, when the In My Feelings EP dropped, I still have that very much in like, in my iTunes library, like I, I bought it. Yes. I, I, I was like, this is the tea. Um, uh, and then obviously there was 2019's box office and now Crown. And again, like you can see the, the evolution. Again, there are hints of like ballroom in that first EP. You are talking about uh, Santeria and, and Yoruba sp spirituality. And here now it's like such a full-fledged concept. So I want to get into Crown. I mean, tell us about what inspired this general concept. Uh, with Crown, honestly, I... So I was actually getting ready to be initiated into the Lukumi faith mm -hmm. um, before. So before I had even done Drag Race, I've been involved in, in you know, this spiritual practice all my life. And uh, my, my godmother, the one who was supposed to be uh, the pivotal person in my initiation or whatnot, mm -hmm. she passed in 2018 at the end of the year. And I was like, I don't know, I felt really lost and I, I had, oh, I made this promise to myself before. I said, if I get on Drag Race, you know, I know I'll be able to afford to get crowned or initiated because it's pretty expensive. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. So um, I, it had been two years into my, into my, girls, I know we live in New York. That was so unnecessary. People really live at home. Um, <laughs> You know, it was two years into my experience and I was financially stable enough to uh, to start my process. And, um, you know, then she died and I was like, fuck, what the fuck? And, um, you know, I was really sad because I felt like I didn't have nobody to go to for this. Because you also can't really trust a lot of people in this community. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, luckily I found the right person and then, you know, thing, time, time went on and... 
uh, then I wasn't as financially stable. And I was like, well, bitch, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do this. And uh, I landed this very amazing Starbucks gig that paid me probably mo more than I've ever been paid in my life. Um, I, I definitely got paid like someone's salary, okay. someone's yearly salary in one shot to do that gig. And I was like, well, it was enough to pay for everything that I needed. And I was like, work, bitch. So, um, as I was gearing for that, I had just finished box office. I had just done a bunch of things and I was like, okay, um, I was writing that transition and there was a lot of gossip and slander surrounding my name. And, uh, you know, so people were like not really wanting to book me and people were not really wanting to work with me because it was like, you know, it was no longer about my talent. It was, is she going to show up wearing a dress or not? Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I started to go through a lot. I became very suicidal. I became very like, just, I was unable to accept the fact that I had worked so hard to create this sort of um, empire for myself and that nobody was appreciating the artists behind it. They were only appreciating the image in front of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I, when I, I when I went into my initiation, I had felt like I lost everything. I had lost all my friends. I had uh, was in a relationship. We you know we broke up right before. Like I wasn't getting any work. It was like I lost everything, and um, I felt like I was starting at the beginning. And that's how the album the album was already an idea mm -hmm. because in 2019 June I had brought in drummers into the studio and they played uh, to. They played to my crown of Oshun. Uh, they played to ten different Orisha from the from the Yoruba faith, in which uh, we sent those out, and they became beats and interludes and whatnot. Uh, so you know, I I own every single sample in the album. Okay. Um, and yeah, then I just started writing away, and then you know I was doing this one year of white, which is what inspired White Couture. I was okay. sober. I was you know, not going out, probably how I didn't catch COVID. Okay. <laughs> but I, I was I was still touring and I, I went and I did a show in Australia and that's when the pandemic started. And um, as I made my way back to New York, I had about 20% of the album written and then I just went and I wrote, I wrote the rest of it. And everything that I wrote in Crown was truly everything that I was experiencing. It was everything from the thoughts of suicide to the anger mm -hmm. to even the, the feeling of triumph and the feeling of, of happiness because I, I was experiencing so many emotions at once. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you just said so much that I have to, because I have like my notes jotted down and I'm like, you ran through all, I'm like, yes, girl, yes. Um, <laughs> um, I, you mentioned the drummers, right? So like, so, um, we're going to listen to my favorite song from the record shortly. Um, but my favorite detail from crown uh, are the interludes and the outros. Um, because again, like these beautiful chants, these beautiful, this beautiful drumming. And again, it, it gets spliced in with like electronic production or like trap beats. And it's like, okay. Oh, okay. This is like, I mean, like I wouldn't, I, you know, like, I don't know that I listened to enough music to know that this is the first time that's ever happened, but it's the first time I've ever heard it. Um, and I was like, all right, this is fucking cool. Um, I want to know more about how, uh, like who does the chanting? Are the chantings, uh, are the chants sampled? Or tell us about the process of creating these more instrumental pieces. So besides the drumming, when I say the drumming, I also mean that. Uh, so what I mean is I 
uh, actually called one of the obas who worked for the house. Uh, an oba is a master of ceremonies, mm-hmm. uh, and he he at the t- he was the one who initiated me. Uh, he uh, he came in and he came with his goddaughter and his and I guess a colleague, and they played drums. They played cowbell. They played shekere, which is mm-hmm. that nice big gourd instrument with all the cowrie shells on it that they hit, mm-hmm. and um, they all sung. It was uh, it was his name is Greg, so Greg. He sung, and his goddaughter Joanna did all the the female vocals. Okay. Um, and so what they did was they created the base, like the basic drum beats. They did a few different ones, a few different rhythms, and a few different uh, patterns. Uh, and then they would go in and they would record the lead vocal, and then then the backing vocal, and then we put it all together. So they were recorded in stems. They weren't done all together. Okay. Okay. No, that's still. I mean, it, it like it's still like it's it is. Uh this gigantic endeavor to try to like put all these pieces together. It was just fucking cool. Um, and, and I love that again, it's like my favorite little like Sasson of the, of the record. Like there's so many, there's so many moving parts, but that's like my favorite. Um, okay. So, uh, Oh, by the way, before we carry on, um, because again, you mentioned a couple of things about like your gender identity, uh, or an internalized homophobia, uh, pronouns for the listeners at home and, and how you identify. I, I go by any pronoun that's said with love. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stick to they, them. I feel like that's the, that's <laughs> the one that we uh, have cultivated online. So that's the, the, that's the one I'm going to follow. <laughs> um, and uh, okay. So let's talk a little bit about Crossbow, which is the song that opened the show. Uh, this is one of uh, the, the many singles on the run-up to the release of Crown. Again, now, uh, dear listeners, available everywhere for streaming and purchase. Um, tell us a little bit about Crossbow. So when I was writing Crossbow, I was sort of battling this whole weird thing with other queer musicians and rappers online. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I get it that not everybody's music is going to mesh, but like I had a lot of people within my own community, like putting me down, like who are also musicians who were like basically just kind of like shitting on it. And then it was funny because I would listen to their music and I like not old stuff, but new stuff. And then I was like, oh, but my stuff is shit. But like, you're obviously influenced by it because mm-hmm. like I was hearing my clothes in their music. And I was like, girl, I was like, that's tacky. Uh, but Crossbow were, is literally what it is. It's based on the um, Orisha Achosi. And Achosi is the hunter and the gatherer. But he's also like justice. So I took the idea of becoming the judge and also being the hunter. And I said, okay, I need to make a song that literally lets me put a target on people's back and lets me aim and shoot. And that's what I did for Crossbow. I made this whole track about basically like, you know, I might load a crossbow to let these hoes know we do big things. I ain't fucking with that small talk. Like, yes. you know, I, I, I said what I said. Like, that's basically, I said what I said. I meant what I said. And although there was a lot of fun wordplay, there's a lot of things in there that were not just wordplay. It was really just straight up what it mm-hmm. was. You know? <laughs> It is um, what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and so and like I will. That's I remember somebody. Uh, I I I interviewed a, a trap artist from Ecuador recently, and he's like, I used to have really bad self esteem, and then like when I started rapping, he was like, you can't 
be like it, that doesn't work in rap like you need to be boastful so like this whole like you know hyping yourself up because otherwise people aren't going to take you seriously he's like that helped me pull my shit out of that so like i think what's cool about rap is that it kind of reminds you even when you're feeling kind of down it reminds me that you're like the baddest like that you know otherwise who else is going to believe what you're selling you know period that it really is like that type of concept and, you know when i first started releasing music probably a lot of people were like why is this so everything is just you bragging and it's just like girl shut the fuck up like <laughs> You, everybody wants in this lifetime at least one point to feel their, to feel their puss, to just be like, yep. you know, well, like I'm feeling it right now. And if you don't, then you're lying. Uh, period, point blank, next paragraph. Um, so we're gonna, uh, so now we're gonna transition to some more music. Uh, this is, dear listeners, we're listening to All Cuts from uh, Crown. Again, the new album by Aja, which is available now everywhere. Go buy it, go stream it, go share it. Go give give it to your little sister. Um, and we're going to listen to a song called Like Lightning, which is my favorite cut off the record for obvious reasons, as you'll hear soon. Um, it's very on brand with Song Mess. Uh, and this is featuring Regina del Carmen or Regina del Carmen and Kaya Conki, who I, fo I follow actually quite closely. She's this tremendous drag artist from Brazil, you know, on, you know, like in, of the same family there with like Pablo Vitar and Gloria Groove and, you know, Lia Clark. Um, I don't know Regina's work, but I please tell us a bit more about Like Lightning because I definitely want to learn about all these folks and how this song happened. So when I'm writing Like Lightning, Like, like Lightning is based on the Orisha Shango, which uh, ironically is uh, the Orisha of masculinity, passion, power, dance. Um, but I wanted to show that there was a lot of that masculinity and power within the femmes. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to show that, you know, when I think of passion, I really do think a lot of, of like Latin America, Latin culture. I think that, you know, I think as, as Latin people, we really do base a lot of our culture on passion. Yeah. You know, girl, uh, Latin people are so passionate about everything. Like even just the way <laughs> they speak, like everything's like, you hear like the abuelita like, I. I do like everything is so dramatic and uh, I don't know. I just really wanted an element of trilingual lyrics. I wanted uh, a cross market. I wanted this to be something that, you know, I have a lot of fans in Latin America and I have a lot of fans in Brazil. I wanted something mm -hmm. for them to relate to. And I wanted something for them to listen to and be like, Oh my God, like, you know, I, I like this. I, I love this. I, I can relate to this. And, but yes, <laughs> it was very much about bringing those three worlds together. I wanted to bring that element of Latin culture into it. Amazing. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. We're going to listen to that now. Again, this is Like Lightning by Aja and featuring Re Regina del Carmen and Kaya Conki. Uh, and we're going to be right back with more Aja. Since birth, they knew I would shine. The be a shit with the lightning divine. They're trying to rewind, but I'm flash with the time. I'm my blueprints, the final design. Beast with the flow. 
flow I'm on my Mufasa, I freeze, I'm so cold Like a culada, be in the know There be no que pasa, been to the go But with the job, sleeping on me So I tell him night night, you still go see me I'm a walking night light, shine bright like my color scheme Light bright, monochrome, but the chrome, you ain't never slide by Y'all no apologetic, psychedelic like tie-dye Is that why they tripping, I'm a gorilla with the side-eye Murder the track, red rum with the Mai Tai Fifth element, so cool for the sci-fi, uh I can't pay these bitches no mind You can never understand why Si soy chilena como mi panada Lo que yo tengo, a ella le falta Tú eres odi, te pongo a mi falta ¿Quién eres tú? Hablando a mí huh? I am expensive, this pussy elite Ching -ching. Round of applause, get on your feet ha, Tengo ha. sabor pa' él y pa' ti Pretty kids, the city, lady, gritty, pretty I hope you could keep a whoopee, baby She's so crazy, una lady, nunca shady Not enough for y'all know me I'm putting up for the show Me, my name Regina, don't call me So consider it holy Calla con que está mandando Que le que llega a mi beijando Es que mi ola está provocando Eso que le ande en mi view sentando Esa sentada, él nunca vio Primera batalla Eu já tô a mil, é Olhando no olho, tapa na cara Não foi isso que tu pediu? Solta na pista, eu dou trabalho Meu rosto paga vários salários Tô me gabando pra caralho Meu filho já vai nascer milionário Pego de jeito e Quando eu me irrito, é I'ma hit the blunt, I'ma spit it in the back flow Real smooth shit, spit curls with the afro I don't withdraw, I stay with the crack flow Playing deposits, I'ma hit it with the cash no flow Apologetic, psychedelic like tie-dye Is that why they trippin'? I'ma do it with the side-eye Murder the track, red rum with the Mai Tai Fifth element, so cool for the sci-fi, uh If you wanna fuck with me, you get slapped like lightning I can't pay these bitches no mind You can never understand why Song Mess, un show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground. Su anfitrión, Richard Villegas, es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp. Y con Song Mess, las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal, revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado. Song Mess está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales. Escúchalo martes 9 p.m. y jueves 9 a.m. por Nova Hits Radio. Song Mess.
no back. Got him shaking in the skin, tell him bring the coat back. Viva, what a deity, you should've known that. Cause I got the sweetness, kind soul, and no one can beat this. My crown and my trophy come and peep this. Yup, I'ma reap this, I'm no elitist, uh Struggling and hustle for no reason but living She washing with the honey cause that's what I'm giving And every day I stay lifted Manifesting all the life that I was gifted And if you wanna see me get sour Try and doubt me but I still got the power Sorry sky high, you can see me from my tower Now it's my time, it's my golden hour Crossing over land, trying to locate just who I am. Now I know a few things I wish I did before. It would have been easier finding that door, the key to the peace. That was the real way to end the war. You can't deny that my presence is a present, and I'm living in my present. And I've never been a peasant, fly my wings just like a pheasant. I don't talk just to talk. If I said it, then I meant it. Now I got my crown, so come correct it. Butterfly, make you bear witness. Watch as I fly. Couldn't kill me, but I know that they tried. Oshun kept my spirit and my ori held high. She kept them golden oars in my hands. No more lament. I just followed the plan, manifested it with the bells that I rang. Or I lit like a lamp, so they know I'm the champ. Why niggas? Yeah, they can find an exit. No checklist, but if I'ma check them, I'ma make sure that they know the addendum. That my honey drip from the crown is never ending. The second song that we just heard there is called Honey Drip. This is by Aja. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit more about the song. Like, again, like I'm, you know, just like it's, it, there's danceable elements here. There's like often sort of like very straightforward rapping. Um, you know, I, I love uh, on, on Like Lightning, there's even like a bit of like a samba feel that I love, like in like the little bells and whistles. Uh, what can you tell us about Honey Drip? Honey Drip, uh, definitely. When I first got the instrumental, I was like, okay, this is like Lion King ecstasy moment. Like, this is like, you know, you took a Molly and went to the safari and like, okay, that's kind of like how I was feeling when I first heard it. Uh, but more than anything, I felt like a euphoria coming from it. And um, the song itself is really, it, it really encompasses a lot of sweetness and it's, it is very straightforward and kind of letting you know, like, I'm happy where I am. Mm -hmm. um, but 
it's also like a testimony of my evolution as a person. Uh, because there's a part where I even say like, you know, larva, cocoon, butterfly, make you bear witness, watch as I fly. Like it's me kind of telling people like, I don't really give a fuck what standard you put me to anymore. I'm deciding to fly on my own time and I'm deciding to fly on my own, on my own, on my own. I, I don't have to check in with anyone or anything. And I'm, I'm done worrying about what anybody and everybody's gonna think and say about me as an artist. Um, yeah. I, actually, uh, at my feature, Ama, Ama Watt, uh, mm -hmm. she's a jazz singer from New York. Um, she is also an initiated priest in my practice. Um, I, I found her because her, her brother, Olu, who's also a priest in our practice, uh, he was giving me dance lessons over the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, I one day they did a drumming and it was on, on Facebook Live or something. And I heard her voice and I was like, wow, it's so beautiful. So um, when I started doing this record, I decided to reach out to her. And um, I sent her the reference of, of like the cadence and the notes and how I wanted it to sound. And what she sent back was 20 times better. I was like, oh my God. Um, it, it was probably the most R&B part of the album. It was sure. very neo soul. And I really liked that it had, it popped into that element. Um, but Honey Drip is really that testimony of sweetness. It, it's just, you know, I don't want to be bitter anymore. I don't want to live in this idea of being sour and being upset. I just want to be happy. Yeah. And I mean, I think this is a great, that's a great starting point for my next question, right? So like, you don't uh, really perform in drag anymore, as far as I understand. Um, and, you know, like, this is your cultivating, I mean, you've, it's not a completely new artistic identity, but you've definitely pivoted. Um, and, you know, like, I, and you mentioned at for like, you know, you were having difficulty getting booked, because obviously, like, you know, um, people wanted what they saw on the show, the character they saw on the show. And you're like, well, first of all, I'm a person. Second of all, I'm an artist. And third, you know, this is where I'm at right now. So I'm curious about, you know, the decision to, you know, maybe break from drag. I don't know if that's permanent or not. You can go into that. But like the decision to break from drag, um, you know, and how that has been uh, received, embraced, maybe criticized by people and the fandom of the show, uh, which is often uh, quite toxic. So I think my ultimately my thing was just like, I just don't want to do drag and okay. I just don't want to do it anymore. And um, I just feel like as an artist, I got pigeonholed into just being a drag queen. Sure. I was always so much more than that. And I feel like after Drag Race, people really found difficulty accepting that I was not primarily a, a drag artist. You know, that drag was really much more of a medium than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I wanted to focus on something else. I also suffered a lot with my gender identity in drag and kind of like really seeing where I wanted to be and how I wanted to dress. And then, and then I started realizing, you know, am I really in drag or am I wearing women's clothes because this is how I feel. I want to express myself at times, like not in an artistic way, but just in like a life way. Sure. Um, you know, I went through a lot with that. So I decided to just kind of cut the cord and go, you know, if anybody ever sees me in drag again, it, it, it won't be because I'm doing it for work. It'll be doing it because I want to or mm. because I'm probably just dressed up as a femme and they're mistaking it for drag. So Sure. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, like at, at the end of the day, that's, that's something that's so hard. It's like, you're paving your own lane. I mean, you know, the show is definitely a major launching pad for a lot of people, for a lot of artists and like, you know, but then what you do after every, that's what everybody says, right? It's like, it's what you do after and like choosing. Cause like, I don't think this, you don't necessarily have any bad blood with, with drag race. I, you know, I don't think it's any of that. Um, it's just, you know, like funny because I had one of the producers, like I, talking shit about me and then I like reached out to them I texted them and was like um what's the tea girl and they were like oh you're bad mouthing drag race on all social media and I was like that's a bullshit lie but okay you know Damn. so you know I, I I don't like that shit and I don't like that I think that's manipulative and I was like I didn't never said anything bad and let me tell you something I don't have the most like I love the people who work for for world of wonder for drag race I mm -hmm. love them all because I think they're all really nice but there was a complicated relationship I did have with Drag Race, especially sure. like me feeling like um, I was unjustly eliminated. Also having uh, an all stars and then also like just agreed, like my, by the way, my disagreement with them not casting trans women for a long time, like, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like, but that was my own personal, you know, situations. And, I, and although I publicly spoke about you know, me feeling like there should have, you shouldn't really deny trans women that platform and such and such and such. I've literally never made any crazy negative statements about Drag Race. So I thought that was way out there. So thank you for making that note. Hello. And you also were like, are far from the only one of the, of you know, former cast members who've like criticized their decision to not book any trans women. And now actually like literally I took this as a sign from the gods. Cause like, as, as I'm getting ready to like, you know, talk to you, they announced the cast for all-star six. So like, I'm like, LOL, this is definitely like the sign, a sign. Um, I want to, uh, but uh, before I, before we step away from this, cause again, like, you know, guys, if you guys want to know about Aja's experience on drag race, there's a million YouTube videos and interviews and da da da. You can go find that. I'm interested in, you know, talking to the artist here. Um, and you know, something that often that has been making a lot of headlines recently is the fandom. Um, I mean, not recently quite for quite a while. And because again, it's, it's a very complicated, uh, fandom, very passionate, we'll say, um, and I'm curious about your experience, again, kind of like leaving drag behind, um, you know, in, in this new, again, this new artistic uh, path. Um, did the fans respond well? Have you had their support? Has they Have they come for you? <laughs> Child, it's been very like weird because I, this is my opinion, I feel like, you know, when you go on Drag Race and you are contesting, you're really just borrowing the fans of Drag Race until you make your own thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I'll say this, I think the fans of Drag Race are extremely racist and difficult. Uh -huh. uh, Agreed. But I did decide to do my own thing and whoever was meant to come along with me came along with me and whoever wasn't, wasn't. And a lot of people who didn't did talk a lot of shit and say a lot of mean shit you know, allude to me being crap, allude to me being nothing, but nothing they say matters because, you know, I can't really expect a bunch of these people to really understand the intersection that I, that I stand on. Yeah. And at the same time, um, you know, I'm not making pop music. I'm making rap music for the most part. It's like hip hop mm -hmm. rap, you know, it's alternative rap. I, I don't know. It's, it is pumped up, but it's not, it's still not like, it does is not okay. I was told this by a gig that I did in, in Portugal. The promoter said, Your music is not gay enough. 
<laughs> and okay. I was like, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't really strive to make gay or not gay music. I kind of just make music. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, same thing when I say like, I don't make drag music. Like, it's just like, I just kind of make music. And like, I think people are obsessed with niching everything. And it's because people want to niche things based on their identity, but just because yes. two drag queens make music or two gay people make music or two queer or whatever, it doesn't mean it's going to sound the same. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's so important that you say that. I mean, because like, again, like, oh, you don't make gay music or whatever. I mean, like this episode, for example, is going to come in June. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out right at the beginning of June. Um, and like, it'll be Pride Month and all that. And it's just like, I like... I, I was very conflicted doing a pride series because I'm, I'm, I'm doing an interview. Uh, all June is going to be interviews with LGBTQ plus artists um, because I'm and I'm making a point of it. I'm even doubling it. I'm releasing two episodes a week, you know, because I'm like, girl. But I feel a conflict in that and being like, oh, like I'm playing into the same sort of media ghetto, you know, like throwing people into this teeny tiny box of like, oh, it's Pride Month, you know, da da da. And it's just like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I feel I feel this internal conflict of like, you know, am I contributing to that? Am I, am I, you know, pegging people? Am I putting you in this box? Am I contributing to the, you know, this is gay music because here it is, you know, airing during pride. And it's like, it's so much more than that. And that's hopefully what I'm striving to do here with this series. Um, and now to start, you know, leaving Drag Race, you know, as a topic behind, I want to talk about the many collaborations that you have on this excellent record. Um, you know, uh, Widow Von Du from Drag Race is on here. Um, and uh, I believe Shea Coulee is on a, on a previous uh, on, on box office. But again, but this this is not just like the sisters getting together. This is like, I mean, again, like I mentioned before, Regina del Carmen, Kaya Conky, Shiloh, who uh, you've worked with for, I think, quite a few years. Um, Katie Jobs or Jobs, I'm not entirely sure. Um, tell us about these these collaborations. How do you, you know, bring these folks on to, to these dope tracks? So uh, Shiloh uh, originally wasn't going to be on the album because I was like, bitch, I've made a million songs with you, move over. But <laughs> uh, I actually, Bunshu is a remix of a song on his album. So it's a part two. That's why it's okay. called Bunshu. It's a his, the original track is called Bunshu, and it's about him. Um, it's about him having a car accident that really happened, in which his friend was unable to walk. But it happened on Bunshu Road. But then I took it and I changed it into an analogy about um, you know what if I were to drive off Bunshu Road and mm. commit suicide. So it was. Uh, Pretty much that. Uh, Regina, I've been a fan of. I've been wanting to work with her for a long time. So I was like, I need you on this project. And also, I know she can rap in Spanish. So I was like, bitch, perfect fit. Lit. Uh, Kaya Conki was uh, one of my many Brazilian choices for the song. I had uh, reached out to Kaya. I had reached out to uh, Gloria Groove. And I had reached oh. out to a few other artists. The one that ended up uh, on the track in the end was Kaya Conki. And mm. I love part so much um then uh with amira wang again i've worked with her before i've met a lot of these people through shiloh by the way because a lot of these people are okay. from kansas city I met amira wang and regina del carmen and katie jobs through shiloh um oh and diberger oh my god diberger's on this fucking record like i, I like i was like it's the, an embarrassment of riches there's so many good names on here so wait so it's dayburger oh it's dayburger. I, I first Yes, at first I didn't know how to say it either, but then I saw a post where that she posted on Twitter, and it was like when people say my name is Die and not Day, and I was like, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but oh Day my God, 
Yes, I really wanted someone who's going to talk a lot of shit to do that song. Yes. And um, I actually was uh, in talks with Princess Nokia and her manager at first, uh, okay. but it, it didn't go through. And then I was talking to young baby Tate. Okay. Uh, and it didn't go through. And then, um, you know, Dayburger was such a beauty to work with. And... Um, you know, there was supposed to be a third person on the track. It was supposed to be me, Day, and one of the others. And um, also, I had reached out to Cakes Tequila. Okay. And, um, and uh, but it, we were unable to work it in because they had just released a project. So, you know, you know mm -hmm. how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, I could also see you working with Baby Mother in the future. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I like, and Cakes, duh, of course. Um, that's amazing. I mean, and like, by the way, like a Rico Nasty feature on 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 box office. I was like, ooh, like, yes, you, you know. I wish I would have put her feature on another song. I wish I I wish there was a lot of things I wish I would have done different with uh, with with box office. But you know, you live and you learn, and sure. that's what you know. I'm really excited to to have. I don't know, to have had- It's part of the process. Period. It's part of the journey, absolutely. Um, well, uh, we are you know, nearing the end of the interview. And again, thank you, Aja, for taking the time. I do have a few more questions for you. Oh, uh, um, so- uh, I'm, I'm so again, this is coming out during Pride or whatever, but I'm, you know, I've, like, I'm not interested in like the, whatever. I'm gonna stop apologizing, apologizing at this point for, you know, whatever. But um, so, I, I'm so interested because last year I interviewed Rita Indiana, who is this phenomenal uh, multifaceted artist from uh, Dominican Republic. She's based in Puerto Rico, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I didn't know that she practiced uh, Santeria. Um, and and I asked, cause like, I, you know, I think, I feel like a lot of people have this impression that, you know, most if not all faiths, uh, you know, hate queer and trans people and et cetera, et cetera. And that's obviously not the case. Um, and and I, I pulled the quote actually, cause she was like, uh, in in the mythology, queer people are actually uh, revered and protected by Orula, uh, who is the Lord of the Oracle. Um, and like, I, you know, I grew up in the Caribbean. I, I was very surprised to hear all this. I, tell us about like your experience as a, as a queer, non-binary, gender non-conforming person, um, you know, like in this faith. So I'm gonna tell you this. This is what I like to say and this is gonna sound terrible, but <laughs> it's, I always say, sin los patos no hay santeria. Yes. If you don't have the gaze, bitch, santeria will be a mess because everything will look crazy. Because mm -hmm. if you really look to these machismo Cubans, girl, everything will just be like, a, it'll be, girl, people will be laying down on like bounty and like, <laughs> it would just not be there. But also I feel like the T is, is that, um, there is a lot of queer people in, in Ocha and in Santeria and La Regla de Lucumi. Mm -hmm. um, and we just have to respect that. I yeah. think that people have to respect that. There's a lot of people who will not allow queer people into their houses. That's never happened to me before. Also, like, I don't give a fuck if you want me there or not. I go wherever I want to go. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, have, I have dealt with certain people who are, have, like, a lot of machismo before. And when I do that, I just be like, Girl, I just stomp all over them. I just I, that's when I'm like, you think you're funny, but you're not. <clears throat> yeah. um, but for the most part, I have I have been respected. 
everywhere that I've gone, I haven't had to deal with no bullshit. Um, and I haven't had to deal with homophobia, transphobia. I mean, I, I, I have had like some arguments about tradition with people sure. <clears throat> about, you know, cause there's a lot of gender markers in our practice. And, you know, I've had arguments about like, you know, I feel like trans people should be able to wear uh, clothing accustomed to the gender that they walk out into their daily life with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't believe in have, forcing someone to wear clothes based on their gen their assigned sex. Um, but also, I, I, I hope that people realize that, you know, what we practice Santeria Lukumi, it's a, it's a very heavily colonized version of the sure. Yoruba faith. And, um, you know, that in the Yoruba faith, when people are initiated, they wear both pants and dress and mm -hmm. everything is very gender neutral and everything is very, you know, specific to the deity you get initiated to. It's, you know, it's just that when everything made its way to Cuba, Brazil, not really Brazil as much, but mostly like the Cuban, the Cuban Lukumi, mm -hmm. uh, that's when it became very in the favor of men. You know, sure. When when women get initiated to male Orisha, they have to wear pants. But when men get initiated to female Orisha, they still wear pants. They don't wear a dress. Mm -hmm. And to me, that doesn't make sense. You know, there's little bits and pieces of things that are just like, okay, this is a lot in favor of, um, you know, of the patriarchy. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I haven't had to deal with much of it. I, I try to educate people everywhere I go. There are a lot of older people in this practice who are very stubborn and who are very um, unwilling to move because they put everything down in the name of tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that tradition has nothing to do... I, for one, I feel like some traditions are meant to be left behind. You yeah. know? Look at uh, you know, female genital mutilation, mutilation, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Like some tradition just needs to be, um, acclimated. It needs to like move up and evolve with the time. You know, if you can evolve other things within the practice, you can evolve the way that you look and respect people's gender identities. Because at the end of the day, I feel spirituality has nothing to do with the physical manifestation of your soul. It has to do with yeah. who you are in the inside. Ooh, I, I mean, and I want, I need to follow up with what you, the phrase that you said earlier, um, you know, because the visual identity of, of this rollout has been incredible. I mean, all of the beadwork, all of the outfits, all of the hats, the, 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 the props, I guess. And I don't even want to call them props because like, these are like just beautiful like swords and knives that are like again all beaded and there's like uh i think for when for the release of 21 roads you're wearing this black and white outfit with like a giant key i tell us about these visuals because they are stunning so everything is just very specific to the orisha that i am writing the music about that i'm doing anything for and a lot of those beaded items are really items that belong to my orishas so they are in my altar mm -hmm. room, They're on my orishas. Um, a lot of those items are things that I have beaded myself, or I have beat, or I've had beaded for me by my friend Adiari, who lives in Miami. I just saw him this weekend. Kiki, also a queer person, uh, 
you know, he was, he's been initiated 42 years into the practice. So like, it's like, you know, you have a lot of elders in this practice who are queer. Um, but in, in our tradition, there's a lot of things that have to do with beads. Because remember that back in the day in Nigeria, you know, beads were a currency and beads represented wealth and abundance. So, you know, I really like the idea of beading, of beading your objects. Um, and beating the tools and the, and the weapons of the Orisha because it, one, makes it specific to that Orisha. It, you know, it makes it something that goes together with everything that represents them. And also it represents wealth. It represents abundance. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, at the same time, like I said, you know, you wouldn't have that type of creativity though if it wasn't for women, for the gays. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I mean, I think that is a great note to to start closing this this interview on. Again, thank you so much, Aja, for taking the time. Uh, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media, on platforms, where they can stream this music, where they can purchase your records? Yes, you can find me on social media at Aja the Queen with a K. That's Instagram. Aja Oshum. That's A J A O X U M on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on all streaming platforms under Aja. You can check out my new LP crown available everywhere. And um, yes, share, share it, share it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, are you, are, uh, is the, are, is your music available on Bandcamp? Uh, okay. I have, was supposed to upload it to Bandcamp like a month ago. Don't judge me. Oh, I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I, uh, get paid, guru. Get, get that's where you get paid, child. It is. I have to work that out this week. I literally have to fix so many things. I have to fix like Kaya's um, linking on Spotify thing because it doesn't link to her profile for some reason. Oh, weird. Okay. Well, um, well, dear listeners, uh, we're gonna start wrapping up again. You know, my name is Richard Villegas, and that this is Songmas, and my guest is Aja, the brand new album is called crown uh, you can listen to this episode as well as close to 300 others on your favorite streaming platform uh you know whatever um and i as uh, as i always say it's everything all the details are going to be linked in the show notes we have one more song this is by aja it's called white couture um what can you tell us about the song just so that we can start signing off this song um is really just about my one year in white, my purity, my purifying my life. And um, it's about me wearing wearing that with pride. And it's about me talking my shit, speaking my truth. Like, I, it's me saying like, I'm a wise person. I, I pretty much drag a lot of concepts and people. I pretty much, it, it, it's like me, white couture is literally me saying, I'm stunting on you bitches who are saying that I can't doing it. And I'm doing it so well that you're, you're gagging. Amazing. Uh, oh, I, and I am gagging. And that's that I am so grateful for for this time with you. Again, I really do miss you from the nightlife days. Um, I really do miss the Kiki's at Metro and, you know, and wherever else. Um, so we're going to sign off with that. Again, this is White Couture. This is by Aja. The brand new album is called Crown. Go find it, stream it, purchase it, share it. Tell your mama about it. It's really, really good. Um, and well, my name is Richard Villegas. This is Song Mess. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao. Eli fa o ma
fucking up my atmosphere Wake a tour, took a year, bet you thought I'd disappear Hold up, I do what I say I'ma do I said I'd be back in a few None of the rumors are true I don't have time for the fools I've been blessed with the holy, uh You thought that you knew me, uh Obsessed with the only, uh I've never been a phony, uh That's why you still phone me, uh You wish you could clone me, uh Tell them that person is dead I never outsold me Big complex prophecies Profit of robberies Expected from the ones who do not do the camaraderie The things that they will do to be selected in lottery You gotta be kidding me, it's some joker shit comedy I shout, I salivate salvation Exasperated my value, it calibrated you plastic You laminated my flow, is contaminated You think I'm exaggerating like who the fuck hyped you Bitch, you should be decaffeinated Create and assassinate, touch the beat like I masturbated Press post in the masturbate and the headline is out of date I draw like I animate I'm anime, it's no debate A cat with no cap, you don't wanna be my anime Head is pure, rest is clear Fucking up my atmosphere Wake a tour, took a year Bet you thought I'd disappear Hold up, I do what I say I'ma do I said I'd be back in a few None of the rumors are true I don't have time for the fools I've been blessed with the holy, uh You thought that you knew me, uh Obsessed with the only, uh I've never been a phony, uh That's why you still phone me, uh You wish you could clone me, uh Tell them that person is dead I'm spitting that cobra, venom, poison, ivy So many bars, now they wanna indict me Talking whether they icy, brag about how they pricey But they do not kill it when they hit the M-I-C Come see where the culture at, at I am a vulture, black, black I'm out the box like Jack, Jack My bitch stand back, I'm in a hazmat I'm rolling with them black cats I think they call them black panthers I ain't afraid to scratch back Crossfade and that's the anthem Look at me, I'm abundant Coming at me is redundant Nickname should've been Benjamin Cause I always keep it Are true.